1: We follow them too, and we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of They Get It. We are... Changing things up again. And no, I'm not just talking about my nasally voice. I'm not feeling so hot, but that's not going to stop us from getting you great content this week. Don't you worry. This week we are doing a mashup episode. And so we were thinking, reflecting back on this past year. Um, Emma and I have made a lot of changes to our brand and how we show up on social and what our content looks like, and we've learned a ton. Um, We wanted to create this episode to show or highlight a bunch of founders that we've had on the, the episodes throughout this past year. So we'll hear from Emily, the founder of New Beauty, we'll hear from Steph G of G Beauty, and then we'll hear from Jenna from the Silk Labs, all about... The different buckets of content that they put out there, how they think about analytics, the tools and tactics they use, and then I will sprinkle in some of our learnings throughout the past 12 months, too. So without further ado, let's get right into our first interview with Steph G. But before we get into the episode, let's really quickly hear about the brand that we're loving this week. And this one is near and dear to my heart, truly and honestly. Bathorium is probably taking up like 50% of the real estate of the cabinet beneath my sink in my bathroom because I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Greg, their founder, who I think is hilarious. I'm obsessed with their products and I'm also obsessed with how it gives me peace of mind. I'm not joking, you guys. I was reintroduced to taking baths for the first time probably a year and a half ago and I am hooked so I've tried everything from homemade bubble baths to store-bought bath bombs, and I have to say, they've all left me wanting more, with the exception of Bathoryum. So take it from me, I'm not a bath snob, but I will say that the Bathoryum products are just so Luxurious. It's like thick, it makes the water viscous, they smell amazing. It is seriously like spa-like qualities. And then when you look into it a little bit further, there's a reason that... They're seen as such a luxury brand and that they're taking off. And it's because they use super high quality ingredients. So we're heading into the holidays. You're probably thinking, how am I gonna survive a couple of weeks in a house with all of my family members? I'm telling you, your bath is your exit strategy. Whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, buy some bathorium bring it with you to your parents' house. When everyone's getting crazy and your uncle's being racist and politics start getting thrown around the table, you just you know, politely excuse yourself, you go run a bath, and you just have a spa moment all to yourself. You're gonna thank me later. Everyone should really go check out Bathorium. We have a link in the show notes if you want to purchase through, they get it. We would be eternally grateful. And I'm just so excited for you to try it. Okay, let's get into the episode.
0: I think knowing your buckets is so helpful. Okay, interesting. So I could probably take a guess at some buckets, but I would like to hear from you on what they are because I see it as like lifestyle-specific content, more beauty-focused content, and then um, also like inspo content. Is that kind of how you think of it or am I off? Absolutely. So my inspiration, it's so funny because about two years ago, I was in such an Instagram rut and this was before I really... Took my Instagram to a more serious level of commitment. And I was telling my sisters, I'm like, oh, Instagram is just, I'm so not feeling it. I have no idea what to post. I'm so uninspired. And all of a sudden, I just like one night, it was a Sunday night, I was just like in my saved file. And I was like, wow, I have such good stuff saved that might not be from like this week, but I loved it at that time. And maybe it was like a a style inspiration or whatever it was. And that's when I started doing a Sunday style section, which was basically a roundup of things that I had saved each week. And then I started to share how I would categorize them. So Mm -hmm. if it was a quote, I would, it would categorize it as part of my feelings. And if it was style or fashion, it would go under style. And if it was somebody's makeup, it would go under beauty. And I think that that also started to Show It even showed myself what I'm interested in and what my buckets are because those were the things I was gravitating towards and saving on Instagram. And I love sharing quotes that resonate with me because it feels like I'm exposing a part of myself while still being a little bit protected by saying, I connected with this quote, maybe you will too, without saying, this is my heart on my sleeve. So mm-hmm. that was also like a big, it was so therapeutic for me because I, those quotes would be reflective of what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how Sunday style section started, which is a big part of, I know people look forward to it because I think there's not many things on Instagram that you know are consistent. Yeah. I know you said with stories, like, you know that you're going to see certain people every day, but with some type of more intentional piece of content, that's what I, I also like Sunday style because it keeps me grounded that on Sunday nights, I have this beautiful piece to share with everybody. Um, But definitely, like you said, it's definitely inspiration, whether that's like with visuals or or a quote, definitely with education product knowledge or makeup. Um, And then, of course, now I'm leaning into so much more video content. I've, you know, in the pandemic really solidified my knowledge and calling it Steph G School so that people understood if there was going to be a Steph G school, you were going to learn something. And I try to make them about skin conditions or skin types versus getting into like a specific product. So I'll talk about pigmentation and all the different ways you can work on it or mask acne and all the ways you can work on it. So um that's also been great for me because I when I was little I wanted to be a teacher. And so now it makes sense why wow. I, I love to educate. Oh, so cool. And yeah, I mean, I'm definitely one of those people that looks forward to Sunday style section. It's so fun. I love it. Um, And
1: I really like the idea of buckets too. That's not something I've heard of before. So those are the G-beauty content buckets. What about the silk labs?
2: Um, It's changed a little bit. So before it was very like, I'm inspired in the moment. I like this topic in the moment. This is trending and I go, but now in a week I do try to hit like my pillars so I'll do like little pieces of business advice and then I'll do a hair tutorial, maybe try like a new hair mask. And then something really specifically related to our product, like talking about the silk and I'll do like a shooting day, like on a Monday and I'll do stuff for the week. And I try to make sure I hit those different pillars cause we have followers that follow for all those different specific reasons. So we have like definitely like a small business community that loves like the Shopify apps, but they still like shop. So I try to hit all of the different spaces for our community.
1: I have this conversation a lot with brands and they're like, okay, we should just produce content pillars with our different product categories and get people to try each of them. And I always challenge them. What happens if your content is not just about pushing product, but it's about creating value for your customers? And Jenna has some really interesting thoughts on this.
2: I realized that I wanted to create these, yeah, like these buckets, little niche pieces of advice. And I think that for us, for content creating, giving the audience value along with selling our product in that value has been a huge way for us to grow. So like, I love doing like hair tutorials and being like, oh, by the way, if you want to try this hair tutorial, you can get the matching scrunchie that I'm using like on our website instead of just saying like, oh, this is our scrunchie. So people, even if they decide, oh, I'm just going to try the hair tutorial and not buy the scrunchie, they're going to think of us like when they're doing the hair tutorial. And then maybe later they'll say like, oh, this would have been cuter with the scrunchie. Mm -hmm. So I try to bring that value with like little pockets of like business advice. And then also apparently my dandruff is really interesting. So (laughs) I'm going on that. I've gotten so many nice messages of people being like, oh, I was so embarrassed to talk about my dandruff, but you talk about it on the internet.
1: Sweet. Who, who would have thought dandruff would like would be
2: thought. valuable
1: to your community? But here we are. If it brings some value, then, yeah. then it works. Okay. So dandruff won't be the silver bullet for every brand. And that's okay. It's probably a relief for a lot of you guys listening right now. But one thing that does apply to each and every brand is analytics and using data to inform content decisions going forward. So in the next couple of segments, we're gonna hear from Emily, the founder of New Beauty and Jenna again on how they use data to build a social formula.
2: I also have somebody looking at our analytics. So what performed, what didn't perform, Mm -hmm. what do we need to do more of? I think it's silly if you're blindly posting things on social media without looking at the numbers. Even my personal self, it's like if something didn't perform, Why didn't it perform? We're going to dissect that and figure out, is it the hashtag? Is it the location? What about the photo did not work? What about the content didn't work? Mm -hmm. Was it too long? Um, So we dissect every little thing, and that basically creates our decisions for the following week. So we're a well-oiled machine now, but it took a little while to get there.
1: Now let's hear from Jenna.
2: It's really been about like I always say, I don't believe I'm the best, but I think I'm the most consistent and I'll like come and I'll do it every single day. And I don't think the best people do that or maybe have the time to do that. So I think that's a big part of my TikTok growth was doing it every single day. And I've almost been posting a video like every day since two years ago.
1: Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. How much time do you spend on that? Um you get
2: quicker with it I think like when you get the routine and like I really like I'm very like technical with it like I have an Excel spreadsheet of like okay so this is the things I've done that have made my videos go viral and I'll try to make sure they line up so I'm like oh if I'm smiling more they do better or if I'm wearing a really like an outfit like this or do I start my video like this and I try to be like technical with it and I think it is actually makes it easier because when it's just like, oh, I'm going to like pick up the camera, you like pick yourself apart and you don't know what to do. But like if you go very technical with it and be like, what made me go viral, what made me be successful and just implement it over and over, I think that's why it's like a little bit easier now.
1: So it's basically just creating this formula almost for success, which makes so much sense because if you're going to be taking the time to do it, you might as well also be investing in making sure it's good quality content and it's something that's actually going to do well
2: yeah like you don't want to like shoot darts with the blindfold on over and over every day like if you want to commit to being consistent every day i just think like help yourself and try your best to make a, like a formula out of it if you can and you'll see the results so much quicker
1: so what is that formula you just rattled off a couple of really good ones what makes a killer video for the self labs?
2: Um, So like time, times are very important, as a lot of people will say. So like certain like certain times, and everyone's audience is different. So if someone's saying like, Oh, only post at 6pm, like everyone's audience is different. So you don't you don't know Mm -hmm. that. And little things like the lighting, like my audience really likes like super nice, natural lighting, but then someone else's audience might like, like golden hour, or maybe like something a little bit like darker, like just depending to be like, If it's moody or if it's bright and just like, I don't know, even like ways like I like do my hair, if my hair is like done well or like I do the ones in my bathrooms do really well. So I like try to like keep with that and um, like certain angles as well. So I think it's hard to say, but it is like different for
1: everyone. What are some of the ones that like you tried, you maybe took a risk and it
2: totally flopped? Like what's the opposite of the formula? Oh, (laughs) Um, I thought people would like love when I talk, but I think people don't love when I talk. <laughs> I thought that would be like an instant hit. Like, oh, let's listen to her talk. But no, I don't think it is. <laughs> so.
1: Oh my gosh. That actually but, blows my mind. You know how, like, when they have the computer read out, like, the text and it has that yeah. like, robotic voice? I noticed you started doing that way more. Is that
2: why? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You already know. <laughs> like, if I, like, just like, little voice or just music with subtitles, which maybe it's just like the experience of it, but.
1: Huh. <laughs> so well, funny. you can come on podcasts and talk. Yeah, all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anytime you want to talk, just call us up. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> and our last segment in this episode is going to come from Steph. It's all about the tools and platforms that G-Beauty uses to execute their social strategy. Everyone knows they should be investing in their content strategy. I think it's a very different story who's actually doing it and doing it well. When you start to plan out your content, right, all the stuff that you're scheduling ahead of time, how do you organize yourself? What tools do you use? Like, Let's get really tactical.
0: Sure. So as a business, we use Asana, which okay. took me forever to understand. I was like, <laughs> very illiterate with this web-based like organizational system. But Once I understood why why it's so great, that's keeps us all accountable because we are between Miami and Toronto. Our business partners, two of them are in Miami. I'm in Toronto. We have um, a couple different creatives that we'll consult with that are based in different parts of the world. And then we have our team based in Toronto now that are working from home. So you really need a, a central place and email can just go all over the map. And especially when you're sharing all these different files. So that's been great in terms of the business. I mm-hmm. love the app Planally, which basically allows mm-hmm. you to auto post and schedule. It's a little challenging when it comes to video audio posting or auto posting, but I do love it for especially when with our business, like we are on such a schedule that it helps tremendously. And before we use Planally, I was literally like I would put timers on my, or alarms on my phone to remind me to post. And this just takes away so much stress. It's funny because I don't think enough people share the anxiety that comes with like social and being the fact that social has to be 24 seven is a lot of right. pressure. And you, you know, especially when it comes to DMS, like as a business owner, like the G beauty DMS are a sacred space because that is a legitimate person wanting information and they might write us at 10 at night, but we have learned that we don't have to answer them at 10 at night. We can get to them the next morning at 9 a.m. And it doesn't have to control your life. And that was really important to set those boundaries. Um, and then, of course, like email is is always, you know, that's always going. And I, I love sending things back and forth over Instagram. We have a lot of Instagram group chats where we're sending content we're inspired by or things we want to um, maybe take from a brand and we'll, you know, save it so we can ask permission to share it. So we're really using, I say those three platforms the most. All right,
1: everybody. Thanks so much for sticking around for this entire episode. I hope you got some good takeaways. The big ones for me are to start with your customer and figure out what they care about, build these content buckets around those different notions or ideas, and then be consistent with it. To Jenna's point, it's not about having perfect videos every time, it's about just getting content out there and then using analytics and metrics to inform what content really does perform the best. And obviously once you get some content out there and you start to get a better feel investing in tools and platforms can really help take it to the next level. I know that, Emma and I have started investing in the tools and platforms. We are massive Notion fans. We also are loving Hootsuite for scheduling all of our posts. And so if you guys have other tips or if you have other platforms that you recommend to our community, please slide into our DMs at they.get.it on Instagram or they get it on TikTok. And we will talk to you next week. Until then, we hope you have a beautiful week and we'll be back with more great content in no time. Bye.